0: Tired hearts will be revived. May our souls be refreshed this morning. Everything that is attempting to destroy us, may your word come to wash it away. Cleanse us, Lord. Purify our hearts, purify our thoughts. Have mercy on us. Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Break every recurring sin in our lives, Lord. May we receive freedom this morning. May we be liberated and set free. Any form of prison that we are in, Lord, may the prison doors be opened this morning. May every chain be broken, Lord. Break every chain. Every chain that holds us. Every chain that binds us, every chain that pulls us back, break that chain. May we rise up. May we rise up into victory. May we rise up into purpose. May we rise up into destiny. For we are laying down every sin and every weight that so easily besets us. And we are pressing and pushing towards the mark of the high calling. Indeed, Lord, may we have a changed mind. A freed mind. We thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Touch every life in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many sisters were here uh, yesterday? May you receive strength. I know if you are feeling like me, I don't know if we are still under the anointing, if we are tired, if it's a combination of the both. But all we know is that God gave us victory. God gave us victory. God gave us victory. Yeah. And for that alone, even if we are tired, we are standing. Amen. Amen. I don't know, I think, do you have the message, all the messages from yesterday somewhere? Or oh, you have the video and all? And you have the audio record, okay. So it will be on SoundCloud and all the clouds, you yeah? So try and listen to it, you know? Even if you're a brother, listen to it. I think it was gender neutral. It's amazing. Oh, do you have your camera on? Okay. Turn your Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Tell the person by you smile and tell the person be happy. Then they tell the person that if, if, you, if you push me, I will touch you. So push them so that they touch you. <laughs> push them so that they. I mean, Reverend taught us how to push. He said when you're pushing, push so that they can feel that they have been pushed. Push them, push, push, push them, push them. Push them, push them. If you are sitting by somebody who has really meant evil for you, (laughs) then then you are in trouble. Yeah, an opportunity to sort out some differences from a long time ago. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not going to be sharing for a very long time. Just a few seconds and then we'll be um, out of here. God willing within at least three or four hours, we should be out of here. (laughs) Hallelujah. So if you want it to be reduced to half an hour, then you have to say amen. Amen. I think we are on two hours now. Amen. Amen. You have just about reached an hour. Amen. Amen. 45 minutes. Amen. Amen okay now you have even brought it to 25 minutes well well done well done well done well done hallelujah you know i decided yesterday that i was going to talk about something and continue today so we are going to sort of swim through it and then we'll arrive and then we'll get up and go home and uh my message for us all not just our mothers all of us is that we should ride the waves tell somebody ride the waves Right. I know some of us don't swim. Some of us don't do water. You know, listen, as a pastor, I've encountered different categories of people. I had a husband. I wanted a wife to go with me. I was going for a woman's conference. I said, let your wife come with me. The man looked at me, and said, pastor, I'm shy of you. You know, and I, I really don't mind. But the problem is that I don't do under two. Yeah, exactly. I said, what do you mean by you don't do under two? He says, I, he cannot take care of children under two years. That time, the wife, he had, I think the last one was about six months. So he said, I don't do under two. She cannot leave me with any child under two. Any child above two, I can take care of. Under two, I don't do under two. Yeah. And then we were having... um. A boat party. that We had a women's conference. I think this was in Switzerland. We had a boat party at the end. We had a three-day women's day. And then the last day, we had a boat, whatever. And then one of the pastor's wife came to me. And she said, Pastor, I've got to miss this one. I said, how can you miss? You've been around. You know, you've helped. Work. She said, I don't do water. So ask your neighbor, what don't you do? What don't you do? Somebody doesn't do under two. Somebody doesn't do water. You two, what do you? Some people are looking at me, they say, I don't do studying. You will study well, well, and you will pass your exam. Yeah, a a wife will be looking at the husband and say, I don't do cooking. (laughs) I don't do cooking. A husband will be looking at the wife and... Yeah, another wife too will be looking at her husband saying, I don't do, um, yeah, and then, they, yeah, I, I know, I say we are riding the waves, amen, yeah, even if we don't do, we'll do, amen, and, um, you know, I decided that we are going to look at that, how we are going to be able to just ride the waves, you know. Ride the waves. Just ride the waves. Because life is wavy. Yeah. If you're a mother, you have children, you see that it's, it's wavy. If you are in a church, you realize that it's wavy. One day you are excited about the church. The next day you are bored with the church. The next day you want to leave the church. The next day you want to come back to the church. One day you really love the guy and you are definitely set a date for the wedding. The other day you say, mm, I'm not too sure. Whether I don't know, I don't know. I know I'm waiting on God to for direction, and then, yeah, you know. One day your phone rings every minute. Another day you don't get text message for one week. Some of you to say it louder. One minute your phone—I mean—text message, Snapchat message, WhatsApp message, that that message. Hallelujah, Amen. I mean, listen, our media team, they did so well yesterday, so I'm going to forgive them. Amen. Say, Pastor, one day your microphone is working, another day your microphone is working. One moment you have a good microphone, another moment you don't have. Life is full of waves. One day you've succeeded, another day you have failure. One day you have a job, another day you don't have a job. Yeah, one day your children are so helpful. They wash the dishes, they clean the house, they take the bin out, they mow the lawn. Another day they break all their glasses, they (laughs) life is full of ups and downs. And actually, there is a very thin line between the two. Confident? Hallelujah. And when we're going to look at a particular book in the Bible that will show us how wavy life is and how we can either choose to just flow along the wave, you know, because some of you, we even know when you have been paid. Your work has changed, you know. That's when you are bold enough to say, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go and have a coffee. Let's go to McDonald's, you know, and we know when you are broke. Even when we say hello, what? I mean, but life just goes, you know, the Bible will show us how we go in and we come out, we climb up and we climb down. And it shows us that if you as a Christian don't understand that and don't relate with that well, one really bad wave will take you out. When you look at, maybe put it up, we haven't started preaching, I'm just, um, I'm. What, what does the plane do? Taxing, taxing. Second Samuel um, 16, you see a guy is called Ahitophel. We can just call him Phil. He was, I mean, great prophet ordained by God. Anything he says, he, he like, he goes into the throne room, sees that oracles and then he comes out when he speaks and he was such a great prophet that he was a great prophet to David and a great prophet to Absalom then you see in uh, 2 Samuel are you there? 16 you look at verse 23 the Bible describes his you know power and his nomenclature it says now the advice of Ahithophel which he gave in those days was As if one had inquired at the oracle of God. That was Ahithophel. So was all the advice of Ahithophel. Both with David and with Absalom. So we are in 2 Samuel 16. And Ahithophel, when he talks, it's like the oracle. You know, somebody who has gone to inquire of the oracle of God. Do you understand? The one that when they are coming, you know, people want to touch the hem of their garment just in case, you know, power will flow through. Even when they say you are trying to interpret it. What is God saying? Same verse, next chapter, Second Samuel, seventeen, verse twenty-three. Moreover, Ahitophel, verse twenty-three. Why have you put me on verse one? Now, when Ahitophel saw that this advice, so uh, this great Ahitophel, who always gives advice, and people have no choice to take. Give advice to Absalom because now he has cross, um, you know, camps. Yeah, he has crossed camps. Give Ahithophel, uh, give Absalom advice. If you want to destroy your father, be careful. When somebody gives you advice to destroy your mother or your father, this is what you should do. Then Hushai, who had also pretended as if he too, he had forsaken David, came. And when he heard Ahithophel give the advice, he told Absalom that, we know that this man is oracle of God, whatever, whatever. But as for this particular advice, don't take it. Don't send all the people. Don't do it. Do it this way. Then Absalom said, as for today alone, I will take Hushai's advice. So when Hushai saw that advice was being taken, he went to David and said, listen, this is the plan. So, you know, sort it out. Then Ahito full time said, why are they going this way? We are all supposed to be going this way. All the people, why? They, they, they didn't take my advice. When Ahitophel saw that his advice was not followed, he saddled the donkey and arose and went home to his house, to his city. Then he put his household in order and hanged himself and died and he was buried in his father's tomb. I believe that God wanted me to talk today about the subject we're about to, because if you are not careful one bad 10, you just give up. You just give up. You just give up. And sometimes there are some giving up that you can give up, recover, give up, recover. But sometimes you go to a place, you give up, and you have hanged yourself. Exodus. I don't want us to read. Too many verses because I, it will, I told you 25 minutes. I've got 20 left. Exodus, most of us at least have heard of all the stories of the Israelites being in captivity, being in slavery in Egypt. The Bible says they were there for about 430 years before they were liberated. Some of us, we are in captivity one hour and then we say we won't go to church again. God is not real. God is not as powerful as they say he is. We're going to read through a few of the verses so that at least we'll get it. But then in Exodus 13, Moses was given instruction what the people should do, how they were going to get out. Now, after all the plagues, Pharaoh is also even fed up. It's like, if my children are going to die, then you get out. And God told the people, you're not just going to get out. Your freedom is not just going to come like... You're going to be free, and you're going to take their wealth with you. How many of you know that sometimes when you get a breakthrough, the breakthrough comes with other breakthroughs? Just as when problems come, problems come with problems and problems. Yeah, you lose your job, you lose your boyfriend, and then... Minister Sheila, give me a better example. You lose your... Okay. You lose your Bible... (laughs) so they didn't only just they didn't only just have I mean a breakthrough of deliverance from the hand of the Egyptians they also got wealth to take with them it's not a joke, I'm sure their walking changed, their attitude changed their dressing changed, I mean you would have known that yeah victory has come victory has come Exodus 14 they have set off you know, making plans. But then the Bible tells us the fact that he said, listen, I'm not going to take them by the way of the Philistines. I'm going to take them by the way of the wilderness. So that, you know, bring humility. And also to increase their faith. And they'll have to trust in me. So as they are going, they get to the wilderness of the Red Sea. And then they tend to Moses. Exodus 14. Let's start reading. Verse 10. We'll read, 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 read. When we end somewhere, we'll go home. Verse 10. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. And they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses... Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? See how sarcastic it can be. What have we done? What have you done to us? Bringing us out of Egypt. The place that for 400 years you've been wanting to get out. you they brought you out. Why have you brought us out? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to save the Egyptians than to die. Sometimes when we are talking, we know what we are saying. We don't even mean it. I would rather be divorced than be married to you. Really? Yeah. No. I would, I'm, I would be, I'm better off. I'll just stop school. I'll find a job. I'll be better. Yeah. Well, I'll just have a child. If I get a child, at least I'll be set. And Moses said to the people, fear not. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. I'm trying to show you, we have already just seen one wave. A wave, Or when you look at a mountain and a valley, you will see that every mountain has two valleys. Every valley is between two mountains. So they had been slaves in Israel, in Egypt. Then the Lord had delivered them and given them wealth. Then they find themselves approaching the Red Sea, and then you see how they are talking. We prefer to be in the valley. We, the past, the previous valley was better. At least we would have gotten grapes. Now we are going to drown. We don't do water. We're going to drown, and then because they didn't have the mind of Moses. Moses said. Fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see no more. The Lord will fight you and you have only to be silent. This verse alone gives us the first four things that will help you in your wave riding. So the first one he said was fear not. Because sometimes fear is what keeps us in the valley. Fear is what makes us misbehave in the valley. Fear, because we don't know whether this one is the one that will kill us. I mean, because they are exaggerating that you are going to die. Have you died? You are saying you are going to die, which means you are not dead. Then you are talking about grave. When you are a living person, your mouth is opening, you say you are talking about your grave. Then he said, stand still. When you are in... The valley seasons, you can be restless. You can be restless. And when you are restless, you are likely to make the wrong choice. Take the wrong decision. Do the wrong thing. And you see, when we call the theme of our minds, the light up, because sometimes you are shining, sometimes your shine is gone. Sometimes you are so light and airy and happy. Sometimes you are so heavy burdened and so, you know, Then he said, See the servant, Because if you can't see that we were in Egypt, but we came out. So if we are coming near the Red Sea, well, come on. Then if you can see that, he says, Be still. Because sometimes, because of our restlessness, And then he says, be silent. Because when you are in the valley, be very careful what you say. Because if you think that you will never come out of the valley, you will never come out of the valley. If you think that as for you, this is this is what will finally kill you. It will finally kill you. Yeah, I had relatives who were very convinced and adamant that alcohol will kill them. And alcohol killed them. That's why, when, in fact, when you're in the valley, it's also a good time not to talk much. You see, we are going to look at the next chapter and the next chapter, and then you realize that there is a pattern and there is a plan. Yeah, sometimes you have to be silent. Sometimes you have to be silent. Hey, you know, I, I think I've said this a number times. I had a very good friend who auntie every time. How is life? Ah, I'm still in my poverty. How is life? I'm still in my tiredness. If that is your only confession, that is your only location. You'll always be there. You'll always be there. Some people have a natural disposition for staying in the valley. Even when they're on the mountaintop. So maybe they'll be blessed or maybe they'll get married, moving with their husband or whatever. Somebody will come kind of visit them and say, oh, wow, God has really blessed you. Instead of receiving that and saying, yes, you know, I'm grateful whatever. The person will rather go to the other and say, you have no clue. Now, when I don't even want to cook, I have to cook. When I don't want um, this, thing, I have to. When I don't want, I have to. When I don't want, I have to. But this same person probably fasted and prayed for God to give them the perfect husband. Fasted and prayed and told God that I'll be so grateful. I'll make such a good wife. You'll be so proud of me. You know, I'll be... You have, you pray and ask God that God give me a son. God give me a daughter. God will give you that child. And then when the child is five, the child will pour small pepper in your eyes. And when the child pours small pepper in your eyes, suddenly, you know, you look at a child and you'll be wondering, did Satan drop this child here? Did God give me this child? Where uh, does this child appear out of the water? Sometimes you have to be quiet. I feel like now I'm speaking to the mothers. There is a time when you shouldn't speak anything over your child, because what you are going to say will not bless the child; it will curse the child. What you are going to say may stay with the child for a long time. Sometimes you have to be silent. You have to be able to say, "I will not address this matter well." You know, I, I, I raised, uh, I, I, one of the when I had after Kieran tried me on all these scriptures, but. At some point, you have to come to the realization and realize that you must have better godly ideas and ways. Do you understand? Of going through the child-rearing valley, child-rearing valley. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to find ways. Do you understand? Yeah, because especially when you come from a certain background, a certain environment. Because you grew up, by the time you were two, you receive your first lash. I tell you, so you have also grown up. Where that if your child even mistakenly slips and on the floor, your only option, the only thing you know, is a slap. Do you understand? My very good friend, Pastor, told, uh, uh, told me she said that. Listen, when all you have is a hammer, everything is a nail. Everything is a nail. Everything. You are depressed. You hammer. You are. Uh, yeah. The, the child fails an exam. The child uh, didn't wash the pot. The child didn't lay their bed. The child was talking to somebody and it sounded a bit rude. The child was supposed to be asleep. He went into their room. One eye was open. Yeah. You see parents who will be childhood. You, you won't amount to much. You won't amount too much because what the child is doing now, the mother can't breathe. You <laughs> Her, her blood pressure is going up. Then she's palpitating. So her only response in that wave is also letting... Hmm. Then let's go to verse 27. We are still in that uh, chapter 14. We are going. We are riding the waves. So as they were in the valley... Verse 27, Moses straight out because now they have read the Red Sea and the Egyptians are coming. And there's sea, and most of them come from don't come from the coastline, they come from the entire region. So Moses stretched out his Some people haven't seen sea before. You don't know. Some people have not seen sea, see, 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 see. What they thought was, what they thought was a sea, later on they realized it was a pond. They have not seen sea before. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the sea returned to its normal course. When the morning appeared. And as the Egyptians fled into it. The Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots of the horsemen. all Of all the hosts of Pharaoh that had followed them to sea. Not one of them remained. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea. The waters being a wall on, to them on their right hand and on their left. That's the Lord saved Israel. That day from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord. And they believed in the Lord. And they believed in his servant Moses. Amen. Listen. Sometimes you have to. You know when the next valley came. When the next challenge came. God showed them another side of them. That I'm not only going to deliver you, but I'm also going to be your protector and your defender. The same water, the same place that they thought we were going to drown. The Bible says that the the water became a wall and a defender for them. And they passed through on dry ground. So that same water was used to destroy their enemies. And that same water was used to protect them. And they said they saw the power of God. They saw the power of God. They saw that God and a certain reverent fear came. And they saw that when them, even, even they, they had a new respect for Moses. They said this man, that's why some of you, when they say receive it, you're like receive what? When that power came upon them, chapter 15, come and see them give God raps. It's not a joke from verse one. The whole chapter. Hey, where is your where is your shaky shaky thing? Give, give me one of your shaky shaky thing. He says, I mean, I'm not even going to read because they said it's a sang a song. And most of these verses, they are songs that we sing every praise and worship. Look at verse 2. The Lord is. Go to verse 1. Let's finish the last part of verse 1. The, what? He has triumphed and gloriously. The horse and the rider he has thrown into the sea. Verse 2. The Lord is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. How many of you know that song? Yeah. Then go to verse 6. I mean, they were just giving God wraps. They were just, some of us, we are, we, when we have a testimony, we are so excited to be in church. We are so excited to know God. When we are serving God, we know that things are working. Some of us, we can't save God when things are not working. Yeah. yeah. Verse 6, it says that your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. Ha. Huh. Give us verse 11. I mean, they were analyzing God's power. It says, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you? Glorious in holiness. Fearful in praises. Doing wonder. Ha. Ah, Cha. Give us verse 13. They were praising God's power, His righteousness, His holiness. He said, "You, in Your mercy, have left forth the people whom You have redeemed. You have guided them in Your strength to Your holy habitation." I mean, the joy was the joy was so much. By the time you get to the last verses, let's go to verse 20. Where is my temple? Now the women are coming to manifest. No, no, I need it. You find your own. I think they have plenty. Give me my own. Verse 20. So it says that, so they have been praying, they have been singing, singing. I mean, can you imagine a song that has more than 19 verses? Verse 1, verse 2, verse 3. Then it says that 20, then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timber in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbers and with dances. Yeah, keep going. Give us next verse quickly. We are need... I will, I will use my own if you won't use your own for me. So uh, Miriam answered them Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider. There was so much joy. This is another wave. He's brought us out of Egypt, he's taken us, blessed us, then he's brought us back into the wilderness. Of the Red Sea. Then he has taken us out of the wilderness of the Red Sea. What joy. Then the next verse. Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went. You would think that if we have come out of the Red Sea. And we have been so joyful. The next place we are going should be nice. Then the next place. Where do they go to? The wilderness of Share. So you see that the pattern is for real. You go up. You come down. You go up. You come down. You go up. You come down. You go up. You Ha. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Do you know that if you are in the wilderness, it's bad enough? If you are in the wilderness and there's absolutely no water, it's not a joke. Do you know that when you are really thirsty, you can become desperate? And do you know that when you are really desperate, you can do amazing things? Give us the next verse. Now, when, oh, so now we put our temple down. Can you see? Now, when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara, for the water there was bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. Can you imagine that you are in a very frustrating place? You are in a dry land. You are in a dry, state, and you are really thirsty. And then finally, you see some water. Then the water cannot be drunk. Then you go, and they say this water is bitter. This water is poisonous but for some of us because we are so desperate we will go and drink bitter water. We'll take a cup, the bitter cup and we'll be sipping it then keep it by us. yeah a lot of the times what makes us not see the next mountain is bitterness. when you are bitter it is very difficult to move forward when and and, and some of us we are We love that cup. We love the idea of being bitter. You know, unless you can realize that, listen, I'm not that thirsty. I'm not that thirsty. It's not that bad. I'm not that desperate. I can pass this cup on. I can leave this cup. Do you know that there are parents who have been so bitter with their children that they haven't spoken to their children again? Do you know that there are children who have not spoken to their parents again? Yeah. Parents drink bitter water. Children drink bitter water. Those in between drink bitter water. Yeah, pastors drink bitter water. Church members drink bitter water. All of us, when we drink bitter water, then all of us, our face is squeezed, as if we have swallowed. Um. No, there was a nut. Where's uh, where, where where is uh, Nancy? That's not, what is it called? That thing that's. The, true. Cola. Bitter cola. Bitter cola. Bitter cola. Bitter cola. Bitter cola. Yeah. There is one of the experiences, other than fear, restlessness, in this next wave, what you discover is bitterness. And bitterness is much worse than the previous one. Because, as for bitterness, it is the boldest prison. To break out of. Yeah. Because bitterness can feed on anything. If you are bitter, anything can make you even more bitter. If you are bitter, anything can make you more desperate. If you are bitter, you will take the wrong decisions. You, so what would have brought restoration? What would have made you move on? What? If, no. You want to sit with your poisonous cup, And every now and then, when things are getting, looking like they want to get better, you sip a little. You sip a letter. Find Christians in the house of God. They are bitter against God. They are bitter. They are really bitter because if God was God, why me? If God was God, how come I don't have a child? If God was God, how come I have to go through? If God was God, I, why am I the one who was abused as a child? If God was God, why me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I... It's so heartbreaking is that you will find a young girl who will sleep with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men. Then when some unfortunate brother marries her, she will have like three children. Then you will have a sister who will serve God, be on her knees, cover herself, keep her feet, keep her body, keep her body under, gets married, and she can't have a child. If you are not careful, you'll be better. You'll be better will be bitter against God. But why? But why? But thank God that every time that place is there, God always has a way out for us. Verse 24. So the people complain against Moses, saying, "What shall drink. That is why I don't like people who like to complain a lot. If I hang around you and every time you have a complaint, you know, you have a complaint about your mother, you have a complaint about your cousin, you have a complaint about your sister, you have a complaint about the music, you have a complaint about the choir, you have a complaint about your food, you have a complaint. You will see that your number will disappear from my phone. Verse 25. So he cried out. Moses always, because Moses was in tune with God, while the people were complaining, you know, and drinking bitter water, Moses prayed. Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statue and order. Moses, instead of also joining them to, you know, when the people are complaining, find another set of people who are praying. When the people are gossiping, find another set of people who are praising. When the people are trying to be depressed, find another set of people who can trust God's hand. And God showed him, I told you that you have to be able to see You have to be able to see the salvation of God. You have to be able to see what God is trying to show you. God showed him a tree. And when he put that tree in the water, the water, the bitter water became sweet. I read in my Bible somewhere that there was a certain man who was put on a cross. And when he was hung on that tree... That tree became salvation for me. That tree that the blood was shed on, it is that same tree that was put in the bitter water. That became sweet water. I don't care what your problem is. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what your challenge is. If you have the tree, if you have the tree, if you have Christ, there's no situation you cannot put Christ in. There's no child you cannot put Christ in. There's no marriage you cannot put Christ in. There's no challenge you cannot put Christ in. There's nothing on this earth that when Christ touches, it doesn't change. Because when you realize the value of your tree, when the waves come, when you see that now we are entering a valley, you locate your tree. You don't locate your girlfriend. You don't locate your boyfriend. You don't locate, I don't care who you think can help. You locate your tree. Because if you are taking your tree through the valley, you shall fear no evil. Because when you are with the tree, he will even lay a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Because the thing that the devil tries to prevent you from knowing is that just beyond this wilderness of share Is a place, go to the next verse, called Elim. Go to the next verse, 27. There's a place called. Then they came to Elim. So when the tree brought them victory over the bitter water, they came to Elim. And when they came to Elim, there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. So they come there by the waters. Those who stayed in the wilderness or they'll be sitting by bitter waters. Those who put the tree in the water, they will reach a place where they don't just get a well. They get 12 wells. They get prosperity, not just for themselves, but for generations and generations and generations to come. Yeah. But if you can't cross bitterness, you won't see this kind of victory. You won't see this kind of prosperity. You won't see because if there are 70 palm trees, palm trees, they live forever. They're there for legacies that will surpass but a lot of us we miss our opportunities because we are better we walk out of a church that will be a blessing to us we walk away from people who will be a blessing to us we walk out from a relationship that will be a blessing because we are better nobody else loses but you when you are better, the only person going to be punished is you the devil has taught us to think that when you are better, it means you are showing the person that has hurt you you are hurting yourself you're missing out on your 12 wells. You're missing out on your 70 palm trees. At some point, you got to locate a person and say, get your cup back. I've drank half cup. You can drink the rest. Our greatest challenge as human beings is how to forgive, how to let go. How to move on, how to rise above our pain, how to rise above our disappointment, how to rise. Some people can't even go for a second interview if they, the first interview they were rejected. That is a sign of a weak Christian. A strong Christian keeps will tell you that I keep pressing on, I'm gonna keep pushing on. Though weeping may endure for a night, joy will come in the morning. Your faith is tested in the wilderness. And I don't care how many times you go on the mountaintop, for you to go on the mountaintop, you have to go through another valley. For you to go through on the mountaintop, you ask everybody who is married, ask anybody who has children, you realize that raising a child is the same thing. Your child will bring so much joy, your child will bring so much pain. Your child will bring so much joy, your child will bring so much pain. Your husband will bring you so much joy, he will bring you so much. Your wife will stretch you to the rooftop, hopefully she will come and take you back from the rooftop. And come and put you back down. Why does your fire die so quickly? Why is your light so easily put off? Why do you get so, your, your 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 atmosphere becomes so dark so suddenly? The very least thing, then darkness is around you. One little break and then you have one little bad letter. One little bad no. One no. One no. One no. And then that's it. We make even the world wiser and stronger than us. And we say we have God. They don't have God. And yet, they are able to stand strong. We have God and we crumble at everything. Yeah, you sit in your house and you say, I don't come to church. Why? I'm hurting. If you're hurting, is your house, the solution. In your house, by your bed, you have put one gallon of bitter water. Then when, the, when you see, they make sure the bitterness is at the normal level. that is the time that you should find Christians who will sharpen your blunt iron for the bible says iron sharpens iron so does a man the countenance of his brother when you are feeling low you need somebody who may have just come out of it who can hold your hand and say it is well i've been there i've seen that i've been through it look at me now you are going to make it i'm going to stand with you i'm going to pray with you how can i help you Otherwise, you cannot be victorious. You cannot be victorious. One has to end. But you realize that by the time they got to chapter 16, verse 1, after another victory, now they have wells upon wells upon wells. There goes wilderness of sin. Ah, At some point, can't we just be coasting on, you know, Be happy for the rest of our life. Just be so blessed for the rest of our life. Can't I just have children who when they wake up in the morning, they clean the whole house and they do everything. Can't I just have children who are just desiring to just study? Can't I have children who don't want even a penny from me and don't care what you buy for them, they'll be content with it. Can't I just have children? Why? 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 Why can't I have a wife who, you know, would just be a great helpmate and not a boxer? Why? 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 But you know the amazing thing? The Bible says that Israel came to the wilderness of sin, which, continue, which is between Elam and Sinai. So even though they had arrived another wilderness, they had just left a victory and they were just about to enter a victory. Sinai is the place of God. Sinai is the mountain, is the place you find God. It's where you find divinity. It's where you experience the love of God. It's where you see and experience the word of God. It's where you see the hand of God. It's where you see God's motivating. It's where you see what God is doing for you. It's where you see that indeed, God has been good. In fact, it is literally explained as the mountain of God. The place of favor. The place of truth. Because sometimes what we think... Is bad. It's because That is actually a lie. That thing that you think is bad is actually true. It's actually right. It's actually what is going to be a blessing to us. A lot of us have to stop seeing some of the things that have brought us discouragement as the end of it. We should see that that thing that brought us discouragement is actually what is going to bring us great strength. I want you to rise up onto your feet. I'm going to read a passage to us. We're going to pray. I want to tell somebody today that what keeps you in bitterness, what makes you stay in valleys and not experience and ride the waves of life and just move up and move, you know, keep going, is that letter I, 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 I. I'm hurt. I'm broken. I'm depressed. I'm frustrated. I'm broke. I'm lonely. I'm frustrated. I. It is that I in that word bitter that you need to remove and put an E there And say that I'm not better I am better I am 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 better than this I'm better than that I'm better than that I can do better than that I can do better than that I can rise better than that I can go higher than that I'm better I'm better I'm not better I'm not not better am not bitter. Who in this room has not been hurt before? Who in this room has not been hurt before? Who in this room has not had an opportunity to be bitter? We've all had opportunities to be bitter. We've all had chances to be bitter. But the Lord is telling us this afternoon that don't be bitter. You're better than that. You're better than that. You're better than that. So God tells the daughters in Safanai chapter 3 verse 13 says sing O daughter of Zion shout O Israel be glad and rejoice with all your hearts O daughter of Jerusalem the Lord has taken away your judgments, he has cast out your enemy, the king of Israel, even the Lord is in your midst you will see evil no more and in that day it shall be said to Jerusalem Fear thou not, and it shall be said to Zion, Let not your hands be slack, for the Lord thy God is in your midst. The Lord who is in our midst is mighty. The Lord who is in our midst will save us. The Lord who is in our midst will rejoice over us with joy. Let us rest in his love, let us rest in his joy. His joy, his joy, his joy, his joy. For the Lord will gather us, gather all our sorrow, and bring us back to.